Bokertov, Bokertov, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the beautiful Judean hills. All the way in the background, on the horizon, are the hills of Edom, or what is known as today the state of Jordan. All the way on the horizon. But these are the beautiful Judean hills all right, that we are protecting. Because even though the front line is the south with Gaza, and the front line is the north with Hezbollah. Every single community in Judea and Samaria is a front line. See? We got Arabs over there. We got Arabs over there. If you can see the houses, right? Surrounded by Arabs. That's Judea and Samaria. So every single community in Judea and Samaria is a front line. So I'm part of a special unit that we protect communities in um, a certain area of Judea and Samaria. Wow. So in terms of, uh, this is another Israel at War update. Pulse of Israel. You get the real, raw, inspiring, politically incorrect truth for me. So we're going to get into it. First of all, in terms of the war, well, we're still waiting. Biden left. I gave you my insights into um, Biden and the U.S.'s interference in stopping us from doing what's necessary in the past two programs, so I'm not going to get into that now. But Biden just left. If he tried to get a ceasefire, didn't work because of the uh, because of the hospital bombing in Gaza. That first of all, it wasn't a hospital because it hit up the. It wasn't done by Israel, right? First of all, it wasn't done by Israel. That's not to say that if Israel had decided to shoot a hospital because Hamas has its headquarters in the basements of their hospitals, right? That's how, that's how evil Hamas is. They are so evil. They have the headquarters of their, uh, for their leaders, the basements of hospitals, right? So that's how they're able to survive because Israel doesn't hit the hospitals. But maybe one day we will have to hit the hospitals. Because we're going to have to take out the leadership of Hamas. And the only way to do that is getting them underneath hospitals. Okay? But in this case, Israel did not hit that hospital. It was a misfire by Islamic Jihad. It did not even hit the hospital. It hit the parking lot of the hospital. And they were saying all over the world, 500 people were killed, 800 people were killed. We don't even know how many people were killed. They're not even saying, probably because it was all lies anyway. I don't know, eight people killed, ten people killed, fifty people... Who knows? But it was all a lie. That was all a lie. But because of that, the ceasefire that Biden was trying to get to achieve, stopping Israel from defending itself properly, was gutted. Because the Arabs are, wouldn't let it happen because they were blaming Israel, right? There was a, it's, a, it's an own goal. Right? They blamed Israel based on lies, based on a blood libel, but because of that, they stopped the ceasefire that would have stopped Israel from doing what's necessary, which hopefully we will do what's necessary. Anyway, that's, that's that. But um, just finished the night duty, and I've just been thinking a lot and about some issues that have been really bothering me that people really need to understand about what's going on today really understand. And I'm going to give you some background before I get into it. Anyone who watches the Israeli media, the establishment media in Israel, is if, if, you have, if you're a thinking person, you should be horrified. Because on the one hand, I'll start with the good. On the one hand, 
the Israeli media is finally saying how we've been sold lies, that the technology is not good enough to defend ourselves, and the fences are not good enough to defend ourselves, right? And stuff like that. So they're saying some good things, like they're saying like certain conceptions that we've been sold all these years, which I knew is true, and I've been saying are are, are lies for years, and that they up that 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 the upper that the upper echelons of the army intelligence are asleep at the wheel, and they don't know how to defend Israel because they're based on misconceptions and trusting the armies that they're, they're tr- trusting our enemies that all they're interested in is if we give them economic stability, then they won't kill us, and therefore we don't have to be so 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 forceful against them, right? So little the, these lies, little by little, the media is talking about saying, "Oh my God, we've been sold lies over the years." Wonderful. That's the good news. What's the bad news? They're blaming this situation. They're blaming this massacre and the fact that it happened under Israel's right-wing government because it happened under the government. So they're blaming Netanyahu. They're blaming the the, the, the right-wing religious parties. It's their fault that this happened. And there are plenty of Israelis today, left-wing Israelis, who are extremely angry, like sickeningly angry at Netanyahu and the right-wing government. Like, 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 totally, because they're, they're being brainwashed to think that it's the, it's the fault of this government, Netanyahu, that this happened. Now, I'm going to take a step back, because it's all a lie. It's all a lie, and the media is, even while we're at war, the media is causing this division and hatred and not reporting the truth. Okay, so let me let me take a step back to get to what the truth is. I remember when I was in actively uh, protesting against the Gaza disengagement back in 2005, and I would go down to the Gaza Strip and visit the Jewish communities there and do whatever I was doing there and help out whatever I could in terms of stopping the horrendous, horrific plan by the security officials and the politicians to uh, expel 10,000 Jews from their homes in Gaza, destroy 21 Jewish communities, and hand it over to the Arab Muslims of Gaza, who back then were also Palestinian Nazis. They've always been Palestinian Nazis. Um, and saying that it's horrible and it's going to be dangerous and Israel, all of Israel is going to be covered with, with rocket fire and people will be killed and murdered. And the left in Israel were like laughing at us, like you're crazy, like you're, well, no way, it's not going to happen. And the biggest supporters for the Gaza disengagement plan were the uh, left-wing politically kibbutzim and communities on the Gaza border, like kibbutz Be'eri, kibbutz Re'im, and some of the other Gaza border communities. Now. Kibbutz Beiri and Kibbutz Beirim might sound familiar to many of you right now because if you've been following the news about the horrific, horrific massacre that took place on Shabbat, Shemini Atzeret, Simchat Torah, two of the communities that were devastated the most with the most murders and massacres and mutilations and kidnappings were Kibbutz Beiri and Kibbutz Reim and all of the other communities on the, the Gaza border. So what's the sad thing here? Those were the people who were so believing in peace with the Arab Muslims in Gaza that they supported, totally supported, 110%, excitingly supported the Gaza disengagement 
that led to their massacre and deaths. Okay? I, I want you to understand this. So, and I'll give you two, two examples. I don't know if, remember if I spoke about these examples before, but if not, if I did, forgive me, but I'm just going to give them a, again. Uh, one, there was a news item about one couple, an elderly couple, elderly. Uh, they're, they're like uh, retirees who lived in Kibbutz, Kibbutz Beiri. And um, retirees, they had time in their hands every day. What they do? They used to stand at the border crossing between Gaza and Israel. And as Arab Muslims for Gaza needed medical treatment and would come through the crossing, they offered to give free rides to the Israeli hospitals, to these Arab Muslim Gazans, right? They are such good people. Naive, but such good people. Guess what happened to the, that wonderful, sweet couple that so believed in peace, they dedicated their lives every day to help injured, sick Gazan Arab Muslims. Guess what happened to them? Kidnapped? They're now in Gaza somewhere. Hopefully they're alive. We have no clue. They were kidnapped. Right? That's one story. A second story. Kibbutz Be'iri. And guys, I hope you're enjoying the beautiful sunrise from the, from the east over the Judean hills here, over Jordan over there in the horizon. Okay? Second story. Kibbutz Be'iri. Four days, four days before the massacre. Okay, four days before the massacre, Kibbutz Beiri had a special symposium for the community together with an organization of bereaved parents of terrorists. Okay? It's an organization of bereaved parents of Arab Muslim terrorists who have murdered innocent Jews. Okay? That's how warped these leftists are. That they are willing to sit and and talk and create unity with the parents of the murderers of Jews, right? They'll hate fellow Jews, right? They'll hate fellow Jews, they'll hate the religious, they'll hate, they'll hate the right wing, but they'll sit and talk and unify with the parents of our killers and murderers, okay? So again, these people, they're, again, I'm, I'm going to point to their naivete. All right? They're not bad people. They're just so naive in their brainwashed, progressive, evil thinking. They don't think they're evil. They think they're good. That, that's to the level they, they, they act. They had this symposium four days before the massacre, that they themselves were massacred. And when I saw this post, like a few days after the massacre, the person who made this post about that event said, and to this day, that organization of bereaved parents of terrorists has yet to publicly make any statement whatsoever against the massacre that massacred the people in that kibbutz that took part in the symposium with them. Okay, so that's just two examples of how warped the leftist mindset is. How they, they are so willing to, 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 out of the goodness of their hearts, to identify with the enemy and want to be good to our enemy and not think that they're an enemy, that in the end, these people, Kibbutz Be'eri, Re'im, and the other Gaza envelope communities who so believed in peace with Gaza and, and having the Gaza workers work on their kibbutzim. And again, I already told you this, 4,000 
Gaza workers who had permits to work in Israel admitted to the IDF that they gave over information as spies to Hamas. So these naive leftist Jews who employed these Arabs out of the goodness of their heart, right? They believed in peace, they believed in coexistence. Out of the goodness of their heart, their Arab Gaza Muslim employees ended up giving the information to Hamas that led to their deaths, their massacres, their mutilations, their kidnapping, etc. Okay, that's, that's the background. And it's really sad, sad that the ones who so believed in the Gaza disengagement and peace with the Gaza Arabs, they're the ones who paid, the, 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 in this massacre, the highest price. Kibbutz Beiri, Re'em, and all the other, Kfar Aza, and all these other, Nachalos, all these other communities on the Gaza envelope, or on the border of Gaza. So now let's get back to the, to the media today. So the media today is blaming the right-wing governments, because this massacre took place under this right-wing religious government. It's insane. You know why it's insane? Because it's been us right-wingers wanting to in, vote in right-wing governments to stop the insane evil of the left. That's why we kept on voting in Netanyahu, to stop the insane evil of the left. Guess why Netanyahu was not able to stop the insane evil, evil of the left? Because he couldn't appoint the people, the correct people, to stop it. Because the justice system needs to be changed. Because the justice system stops right-wing governments from implementing right-wing policy. That's why a friend of mine wrote a book, Eris Tadmor, the name of the book is, We Vote Right and We Always Get Left. That's not because our right-wing governments don't want to impose right-wing policies, it's because they're stopped from imposing right-wing policies, and they're forced to only mitigate the damage of the damaging left-wing policies, because the justice system, the media, the academia, they are all pushing and forcing the destructive evil left-wing policies that every right-wing government, even Netanyahu, cannot stop, only try to mitigate. So now we come to today. Now we come to today. And now we have the media, once again, pushing the narrative that it's the right-wing government responsible for the massacre. But the ones responsible for the massacre are the horrendous progressive leftists who run the justice system, who did not allow the army to kill terrorists and punish terrorists, did not allow us to impose, to, 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 put the correct people in the army, did not allow us to get the correct people to be judges and Supreme Court judges, did not allow us to punish the universities and the professors in universities who support terror and support terrorists and who are anti-Israel. And they're blaming Netanyahu and the right-wing government because, because of the justice reform. Right? Because the judicial reform case caused havoc in Israeli society that led this massacre to happen. That led our enemies to think, oh, Israel is weak, we're going to attack. But it's not the judicial reform that made Israel look weak. It was the leftists. It's the Achim Leneshek, Brothers in Arm organization, that called for mass mutiny and mass refusal to serve in the IDF that made Israel look that made Israel look weak, that made our enemies attack. It's not the judicial reform, it's the protest movement against judicial reform that, one, it's evil that they were against judicial reform because it's the justice system that's holding us back from properly protecting ourselves. 
So everything's 360, no, 180 degrees opposite. They're blaming this right-wing government, but it's really 30 years of left-wing policies since Oslo that right-wing governments couldn't stop because we needed judicial reform. And then they blame it's because of judicial reform. No, it's because of the protest movement against judicial reform and that we don't have judicial reform, that we're stuck with horrific, progressive, left-wing justices, high-ranking high, uh, IDF officers and intelligence officers that stop Israel from properly protecting ourselves for 30 years. But yet you're going to hear in the media, and this is going to continue, and the real tsunami is going to come after this war ends. And I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this video and show people it after the after the war, when the whole media is gonna be on a full court press bashing Netanyahu, bashing the right wing religious parties, blaming them for everything that happened, blaming them for the evils of what happened, blaming them for the massacre when it was the left and the media and the justices and the Supreme Courts that never allowed us to properly defend ourselves and implement the policies necessary to protect ourselves. This is the insanity we have to live with. That's the insanity. And it just makes my blood boil. I, I, love, I love and respect every person. But I hate to faced lies. I hate hypocrisy. It just makes my blood boil because so many people believe the lies because that's what they're fed 24 hours a day by all the establishment media that they listen to. Lies, lies, lies because it's an agenda based on evil progressivism that has taken hold of all of our systems. And we voted for this government to change that. And this government was going to change it. But the leftist pro progressives who run the whole systems have stopped it from happening. And now they're blaming us, right-wing religious, in the middle of a war. They're using the media to blame us. So even though you see the beauty of the unity of the Jewish people through this wartime, everyone, everyone came up to show up to fight. All the Jewish people, right, left, religious, secular, everyone's helping one another. And the, 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 but the most disgusting thing is that the Achim Laneshech Brothers in Arms organization, with all their money from the U.S. State Department, because we think that the U.S. State Department funds them, because it was about toppling the Netanyahu government, and Blinken met them. They're a tiny little organization that only, its whole, whole purpose was to bring down the government, and U.S. Secretary of State Blinken met them? Of course they're getting funding, and of course it's a CIA op to topple the Netanyahu government. Right? Don't, so don't, that's why you're not going to hear any praise from me for Biden or Blinken or the U.S. State, or the U.S. policy about helping Israel in this war. Forget about it. They're evil. They tried to topple this government. But this Brothers in Arms organization that called for mass refusal to serve in order to defend ourselves, they're now the ones organizing all this help to civilians in Israel and equipment for soldiers and help to the, to the bereaved and help to the families of the kidnapped. They're trying to build this political infrastructure so that when the war ends and the, if, if and when this government falls, they'll be able to show we're the saviors of Israel. We the Brothers in Arm organization that warned about this right-wing government, we're the saviors, and vote for us and vote for the parties that we support. It's total internal mutiny. What they're trying to accomplish is total internal mutiny. 
John or anyone else watching, can you hear me? Because Facebook turned off my sound on the last video. Can you hear me? John, I see you watching. Lily, I see you watching. Someone who's watching, please tell me, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I got a like. Okay, I guess that means they hear me. It's total internal mutiny. What they're doing is insane. Yeah, they're taking advantage of this situation where because it's taking place under the right-wing government, the people who brought about this war by weakening Israel, the Brothers in Arm organization, they're positioning themselves to take over and overthrow the government based on lies. We needed the judicial reform. We need to have be a right-wing government to be able to implement the policies they were voted into. Implement. That's what we vote for them. But it's the justice system and the deep state bureaucrats who stop our right-wing governments from implementing right-wing policy. That's why the judicial reform was necessary. But they protested against it and stopped it. So that means our right-wing governments cannot implement right-wing policies. But that's what we need. It's been the left-wing, destructive, evil, progressive policies that have stopped our consecutive right-wing governments from doing what is necessary to protect us. And yet they're positioning themselves with the media to take over government and overthrow this government because they're going to come out saying, we, the civil society run by the Brothers in Arms organization, with all the money from the U.S. State Department and Biden and Blinken, allegedly, right, to take over when they're the ones, it's their leftist thinking that brought us to this situation where our enemies thought they could just cross our border and massacre us. So that's our situation. And, um, and I just wanted to give you an understanding. And my blood is boiling. My blood is boiling because I, I hate... I, I love every person, right, left, religious, secular, and, and we, can't, we come together, and, and there's such unity in the state of Israel today, but it's the media that's, again, pounding these lies, 180-degree lies, totally, totally mess, screwing people's minds and making them think these lies as opposed to understanding the truth and the true context of everything we're experiencing. So this is, this is what's bothering me, and I, I really wanted to tell you all this, cause I'm gonna, and I'm going to come back to this. Oh, by the way, I have some dogs having some fun here next to me. Right? They help us protect in the middle of the night. I just want everyone to have this understanding, because I'm going to come back to this video, because after the war, if and when the government falls, this is going to be the, the narrative by the establishment media in Israel, blaming the right-wing religious government in Netanyahu for, for this horrible massacre. They didn't do what was necessary to protect the people. They didn't do what was necessary to help the people. Right? Here's the thing about politicians. Politicians can only get things done if the bureaucrats follow their orders. But when you have a right-wing government, and then you have the bureaucrats who are left-wingers who are anti the right-wing government, so, and the whole judicial reform was about allowing the government to place its own people in key positions in the justice system, in ministries, in the army, that it's not allowed right now because everything is protected by, by, by the Supreme Court and the justice system. They stop everything that goes against their left-wing progressive ideology. So, 
when the when government ministers want to get things done, well, if the bureaucrats don't let them get done, then the government looks horrible. So that's what's happening now. The government is slow to action because the government is slow to action, and then you have bureaucrats stopping them from actually implementing stuff. So you have civil society right now very much the headlines, the Brothers in Arm organization getting the headlines for helping civil society. They come out looking like the heroes, and then the right wing re- religious Netanyahu government looks like looking like they're horrible and not able to help Israel. Israel and the other problem when everything is 180 degrees. Brothers in Arm organization brought about this war by making Israel look weak, and now they come out, come looking at, well, we're the saviors. We're the saviors helping civil society because the government's not fulfilling its purpose. It's insane. It's horrible. I hate it. I hate that this is what people believe because they're fed these lies 24-7 by the media. It is really so sad. All right. So that's the, that's the, I just wanted to get people up to speed what, what is going on behind the scenes and understand things. Like on the one hand, we're fighting a war, like literally against Palestinian Nazis. On the other hand, we still have this internal um, conflict where we have a tiny elite minority who are unwilling to accept the facts that it's their elitism, their progressivism, their leftist, anti-Jewish Israel state ideology that brought us to where we are today with a horrendous massacre. It's them to blame, not the... It was the right-wing religious parties. We were against Oslo. Oslo brought us to today. We were against the Gaza disengagement expulsion, which brought us to where we are today. So it's the left that is responsible for the massacre because of the horrendous leftist policies of believing in peace and believing we don't have to have a forceful hand against our enemies and we could trust the Arab workers and let's just help them economically. Right? It's that whole a leftist delusional ideology that brought about this massacre, but yet they're blaming the right-wing religious who have always been against this and screaming against this and warning all of Israel that this would happen if they continued implementing the left-wing delusional policies. Okay, so just so everyone understands reality. With it all, I'm optimistic because there's a wake-up process going on and one by one, there's a lot to wake people up to. A lot of lies to wake people up to. The first lie that many leftists have woken up to is, yeah, they're Palestinian Nazis. Right now, some of the forces, some of the most forceful voices calling to turn Gaza into a parking lot are people from the left, not the right. Because they feel betrayed that they've believed in peace with Gaza Arabs and the Arab Muslim neighbors. And here they found out that they're really subhumans and evil. Willing to massacre, dismember them. And they employed them and they knew them and they liked them and they wanted peace with them. So right now it's the leftists who are the ones more so than anyone else calling for the destruction of Gaza and turning it into a parking lot. Even like Yair Golan. A, a horrible, horrible uh, ideological IDF officer. He almost became the head general, the Ramatkal of Israel. A great soldier. He's a fabulous soldier. Uh, and he personally went down south and helped save people's lives. But he's still saying, oh, we have to destroy Gaza, but then we have to um, give it o- find, find who to give it over to, meaning not keep it under Israel. So he's still stuck in his delusional left-wing thinking, oh, there are some good Arab Muslims we can give it over to so that it's not under Israeli control. No, 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 the only way we're going to have peace there is if Israel is there. 
anyone who believes in killing Jews, any Arab Muslims who believe in killing Jews and supporting killing Jews, they are either dead, in jail, or they're given financial assistance by the world to immigrate and live anywhere else. Only peaceful loving Arab Muslims will be allowed to, to live there and they're going to have to prove that they're peaceful loving in order for us to allow them to live there and then the rest of the Gaza Strip will be resettled by Jews and Jewish communities. That's the only solution. The only solution, I've been telling you this since 2005. So Yair Golan is one of these guys that he was up there, he called what's going on in Israel Nazi-like, right? He's totally delusional calling. He's, just a few months ago, he said that the right-wing religious government is a bigger enemy to Israel than Hamas and Hezbollah. This is the guy who almost became the chief general of the Israeli army, right? And, and who today people look up to as potentially taking over the Israeli government. It's like it's so sad. Like people, this is the brainwashing. In any case, what's the positive? It's a process. One lie after another is falling. One misconception after another is falling. There are a lot of misconceptions people have to overcome because again, they're brainwashed with this for 24, 24 seven. But I believe in the one above and I believe that God runs the world and I believe in the processes that God is doing and it's a slow wake up process, but little by little it's happening. So with all of us soldiers on the ground, with all of us Jews on the ground who really believe in unity of the Jewish people and know that we can overcome our divisions and arguments. And then with God above, we're gonna overcome this. One, we're gonna overcome our evil enemies, the Palestinian Nazis. And two, we're gonna overcome our internal our internal challenges within this tiny elite minority that is still trying to paint Israel and the true Jewish Israeli spirit, which is based on its strong Jewish identity as the problem. So those are the two things we're gonna overcome. When we're gonna overcome them? I don't know, but the process is happening and it's a Geula redemption process and it's going through. And one day, Hopefully not that far away from today, I'll be up here and this will be thousands and thousands of Jewish homes instead of just a little farm on a hilltop in the, in the Judean hills. So great things are coming, everyone. I just want people to understand reality and know what's going on behind the scenes. Am Yisrael Chai. Pray, pray, pray. Whoops. <laughs> Dogs are fighting again. Pray. Strengthen your emuna. Read Tehillim. Read the Psalms. King David is always talking about the evil that exists in the world and that you can only trust God. Think about this. King David, read the Psalms, folks. Don't just like read it. Like really read it and internalize it. King David is always talking about evil, always talking about only trusting in God. And we look up to King David as one of the greatest leaders of the Jewish people. Guess what? King David could not trust anyone around him. He couldn't trust his own sons. He couldn't trust his generals. He didn't know who was going to stab him in the back. King David knew he could only trust one entity in the universe, and that's God above. King David! He said evil people are making evil plans, and the only one you can trust is God. And God's going to turn it all around. Read Psalms. Read Tehillim. Internalize it. Stop trusting government. Stop trusting authorities. Take responsibility for yourself in every aspect of your life and trust God. That's the ultimate message of King David in all of his tale and in all of Psalms. Grow your truly, truly believe in God. Don't just say, I believe in God. And there are plenty of Jews who pray and do mitzvot, but yet if you ask them, if, they, if you really dig down, if they truly believe in God, they don't. They don't. And I'm going to say something very controversial, but I'm going to say it. 
every Jew, if he truly believed in God, would be living in Israel. Because you'd say, a Jew would say to himself, hmm, God commanded me to live in Israel. Well, I'm supposed to live in Israel. So don't make excuses. Oh, the economy's hard. Oh, the culture's hard. No, if you believe in God and God told you to do it, you do it. So yes, any Jew who doesn't live in Israel, it's because there is something missing in his emuna, in his belief in God. And argue with me, please, everyone. I'd love to have an argument about this with anybody. But if a person truly believed in God and he knew God commanded us to live in our ancestral homeland, that it's here where we're supposed to fulfill our purpose as Jews. It's only here in the land of Israel we live our lives as full Jews, where the calendar is according to the Jewish calendar, where the holidays of the country are our Jewish holidays. It is the Jewish society. There is no other country in the world where we can live as full Jews like we can live in Israel. With all of the issues we have, it's the only place. And yet, there are still Jews who don't live here. It's because they are, they're, they're missing, they're missing on that true, ultimate belief in God. And what my challenge is to everyone, work on your beliefs that you truly believe in God. Stop making excuses. Stop believing in authorities. Truly believe in God. Take responsibility for yourself. It's a partnership. I'm not saying sit back and do anything about what God's going to provide. God will provide if you work for it. It's a partnership. So you do what's necessary and then pray. But truly believe in God. And it's because we're going to have enough people truly believing in God that we're going to get out of this. And the redemption that's in the process of happening will continue and end. Signing off from the ancestral, beautiful, biblical Judean hills in our ancestral homeland, Israel. If you are not yet a subscriber to my Pulse of Israel videos, go to PulseofIsrael.com and click to subscribe. And if you like this video and want to help me get these messages in this video be seen and heard by more people, go to PulseofIsrael.com and click on the donate button to donate so I can get, so me and my staff can get this video to be seen and heard by more people. Stay safe, everyone. Pray and help me Spread this inspiring, politically incorrect information out to as many people as possible. Signing off. Thanks for watching, everyone. Shalom. I hope you enjoy today's sunrise in the Judean Hills.